Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by AFR Wholesale. AFR specializes in specialized loans. If you're looking for a renovation, one-time closed construction to permanent, manufactured housing loans, and much more, check out this AIM sponsor. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, all my fellow mortgage broker community out there for another Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers, broker of Priority Mortgage Lending, and blessed to be able to say I am the AIM president of membership. Uh, today, very excited to speak to someone. She was gracious. I had a little emergency last week, and she's, you know, just like us mortgage brokers, what do we do? We adapt. She, she rescheduled with me right away, so I got to give her a shout out for that one. Uh, but today I'm going to be interviewing a mortgage broker with you, Mortgage. Her name is Karin Oxner. Karin, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Not a problem. I am happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess that's what us mortgage people do. If, the one thing I've always told everyone when they ask about my in, or our industry, I should say it's not just my industry. Uh, when we ask about our industry, I was like, you got to be, you got to be able to adapt and adapt fast. I mean, within within moments. I mean, laws change, rules change, um, rates change, moods change. So Absolutely. that's what we do. And that's what you do. So Karin, when, when I do these podcasts, I love hearing uh, people's backgrounds. Uh, I think it's imperative to understand how, where they came from to how they got where they're at and why they're successful. Sure. Um, so with that being said, tell me, give me, give me the background on how you got into this crazy industry that we all love. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting story. I had no idea that the mortgage industry existed, um, you know, 23 years ago. So I've literally been in the industry uh, over 22 years and I graduated from Western Washington University in, um, in Washington state. And after college, I actually moved to Portland, Oregon to pursue a career in sports marketing. And um, about six months after I graduated, one of my dear friends um, bought a house. And I thought that was probably the, you know, I, I just couldn't believe she was doing it. It kind of got me interested. And so I started the process myself, bought a home. It was an awesome, awesome opportunity. My parents thought I was insane. You know, I was 21 years old buying my first home and um, through that process, saw all these, you know, professionals that I worked with and I went, what in the heck do they do for a living? And at that time, uh, it was actually the, it's the OAMP now, but it was the OAMB back then, the Oregon Association of Mortgage Brokers, they held their annual convention every year. So I, uh, I went to this convention, I, I bought a suit and had a little briefcase with my resume printed out about 15 times and went around and met with all the wholesale lenders back then and um, actually got a job as an A-paper account executive with Countrywide, which as you guys know, is you know, the largest wholesale uh, you know, lender at the time. So I was able to you know, get in with a really great group of people, worked there for almost 10 years until you know, they transferred to Bank of America. And that's really how I started my, my career. I was a wholesale account executive for almost 10 years, which gave me a really unique perspective. I met so many loan officers, so many mortgage brokers, and actually some of them um, are still, you know, my clients or, you know, dear friends today, many of them. So that's, that's how I got into the business. (laughs) So, and and that's a good way too, because then you see, you know, you see both sides of it. You you see why they do things. um, Sometimes why things that we do that to us make sense 
does not make sense to them because of the whole back channel, the the, the whole other business that's ran just behind underwriting and closing. Totally. And, and it was not, an awesome. not, yeah, it was an awesome experience. And the thing that has really helped serve me in you know, my career as an originator now is as an account executive, I really only handled files when they were when they became problematic. So you know, my job was to go in there and clean up messes and fix things that, you know, went sideways. And so I got a really unique perspective to get, you know, really nitty gritty with, you know, guidelines and every loan program. So I was able to, you know, take all of that knowledge and all that experience that I had as an account executive and really, you know, parlay that into my work as a mortgage broker, which is, you know, given me a lot of unique perspective um, for my career today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's beneficial. Even if uh, you, know, you just visit one of our lenders, you know, and just go, go just walk around and see how they do things. It's, it's way different than what, what we think it is. So totally. after, after you did your, your wholesale account executive side, give me the story from there. How did you become a broker? Totally. So as you all know, uh, countrywide transition to Bank of America. So those of us on uh, the retail side, uh, we're all of a sudden, um, you know, re uh, we're all of a sudden wholesale Bank of America. Um, so I uh, actually transitioned into originating at that point. So I uh, did that in the retail world at um, B of A for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because I had all this experience as an account executive, but I'd never originated alone. So um, it was like a just a really interesting time to, to you know, kind of get in and start learning, you know, the, the client facing part of the process, which I really loved, um, but quickly realized that my opportunity, um, you know, probably wasn't exactly what I wanted. So uh, I left with a group of people from Bank of America and actually went to the retail world where um, I managed a team uh, for about eight years. And uh, after that, transitioned back to brokering. Just saw, you know, there was so much opportunity, the pricing piece, having more control, really feeling like I was going to be able to represent products for my customers um, better as a broker and uh, transitioned back over to brokering and really just, you know, felt like I didn't miss a beat. So, you know, again, working with account executives and being, being on that other side yeah. where, you know, I was the client and, you know, quickly developed, you know, new relationships and saw how powerful that was as a broker, you know, I did actually have more control. And, you know, the Kool-Aid that I was drinking at retail quickly, um, you know, was overshadowed by the opportunity as a broker. And I just, I flourished, um, you know, doubled and tripled my production and, you know, continue to um, and just have really, really been, um, you know, I think saw so many different sides of the industry that to get back to the broker world and, you know, see the power there was just awesome. So. Yeah. Now, Karen was the rhetoric as true as every retail person I spoke to. They're like, brokers are terrible. They don't have any control. Their pricing is terrible. Tell me a little bit about that because I love hearing this. This is just, you know, me. I mean, the bottom line is I got to give hats off to these, you know, retail management tiers who have been able to really successfully convince loan originators that they, you know, do so much for them and that, you know, they'll have no control as a broker and that it's just the wild, wild west. And, you know, they won't have good technology or marketing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a, they say the same message. So I don't know if they all got together and, you know, decided this is how they were going to paint brokers, but it couldn't be more untrue. And it's been really fun to prove that to, you know, the awesome retail originators that, you know, come to this channel and all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, not only is that not true, but it's actually the opposite of that. You have 
better technology as a broker, better opportunity, more control. You've got, you know, account executives and, and peers and leadership at every wholesale lender that want us to thrive and want us to succeed and are working their tails off to be innovative. I have never seen more innovation than I have on the broker channel. It is a sharp, smart, progressive group of people that are really moving this industry forward. And frankly, I think that what you know retail is saying about wholesale is 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 more true about you know that side than it is this side. So um, I've had just exactly that experience, and I think a lot of a lot of retail to broker um, originators have seen that. Now, wouldn't you also say not only the technology, but wouldn't you say the collaboration is better too? For sure, for sure. Uh, I don't think that there is a lot of collaboration. You know, there's a lot of, you know, upper management in, 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 in that retail side. I mean, I did it for eight years and, you know, I love and have, you know, a lot of respect for a lot of those folks, but, you know, it's just unfortunately an antiquated model. And the collaboration that I see within the broker community is just phenomenal. I mean, everything from, you know, AIM partnerships to, you know, all the forums online, I had a convert. I have conversations daily with people that are, you know, outside and inside of my organization, and they just want to support one another. There's not, you know, there's certainly competition, but in a really spirited, friendly, supportive way, not in um, a negative or, you know, any type of way. So it's it's definitely a collaborative community that just forward thinkers, savvy, you know, want to do the right thing, want to do a great job, want to originate and, you know, support their teams on a really high level. Um, and it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, it, it is. All right. So let's hop into some meat and potatoes here. Okay. Let's, let's talk, let, let's talk about the market. All right. Cool. Um, the market is what it is. Uh, it's, you know, I describe it as it's not low hanging fruit. It's kind of getting back to the basics. It's time to re-innovate yourself. It's time to really see who can make it in this industry. Um, but with that being said, you're, how, how's your business right now overall? I mean, I don't need numbers, but as you say, yeah, steady, no, is mean, it... we're definitely, we're definitely growing and there are a lot of opportunities out there. There are so many things that we can't control. So we're really focused on, you know, controlling what you can control, which is really mindset, worth, work ethic, educating yourself, you know, being really present, um, communicating, building relationships. I mean, it really isn't anything different but i think what we're seeing now is those people that have been consistent in this in in this industry and who are really working on you know bettering themselves you know we're, we're working harder than we ever have but just in different ways and i don't think this is a market to be afraid of i think that there are opportunities in every market and if you just embrace it and you know shut some of the negativity down and just work hard and stay focused on what you can control there's so much opportunity in this market. Right. I, I actually feel like I've done better in rising interest rate environments because I think people tend to customers tend to go, you know, customers both, both realtor partners, you know, referral partners and clients, um, you know, they want to work with somebody who is confident and experienced and can help navigate and guide them through this market together. Um, you know, and not get caught up in 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 some of the hysteria, the mass hysteria that's going on. Really, just be a calm voice and say, we're going to get through this together and, and, and let's go. Yeah. It's funny that you say that you said something earlier, like you, you're controlling, you only can control so much. I told, I told my office last week, I was like, we're just going to control the controllables. That's, that's what I always say. We, you are going to get through this. It's, you know, I, I actually got online today because you know, some stuff that's going on in the banking world oh, yeah. and, and I got on one little thread and it was so negative. 
I, I mean, it, it literally was six comments and it was so negative about basically the world's going to be over here yeah. shortly. You know what I mean? And I just, I stopped, I had to stop myself and go, stop. Nope. That's, that's one person's opinion. Could things get rough? Sure. You know what I mean? But whatever, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're not going to die. You know, and, and I just, I just went away from it and started moving forward because I Good wanted to control you. the controllables, you know, yep. and, and don't buy into it all the time. If, if you're happy, you're doing what you're doing, you're staying positive, you'll get through this. And that's not to say that we want to just be blinded to the realities that we are experiencing right now. I mean, I don't think everybody will make it and that's okay. I think that those of us who are, you know, really remaining calm, are working at supporting our teams, it's supporting our people, are, you know, I'm telling people, get, read guidelines every day, like sharpen your, sharpen your skills, like, you know, do, do the things that got you to where you are, do those things. I mean, are you, are you reaching out and, and, and making proactive phone calls? Are you touching base with your past clients? Are you putting yourself in the right rooms? That was my, you know, every, every year I kind of have a, a theme of what I want to do for the year. And this year, my theme was to put myself in the right room. Mm. And what that means is, you know, we're, we're back out there. We're meeting face to face again. We're hopefully going to our closings. We're going to our signings. We're meeting with our clients. We're meeting with our partners, like put yourself in the right room, work your tail off and do those things that got you this level of success. You have to do more of those things now, maybe than ever, but that's just easy, easy stuff. And I, it's, it's interesting how people are just so afraid to pick up the phone or they're afraid to do these things. It's like, you have to be willing to do those and do those daily because consistency is key right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's putting yourself out there. I like that though. Get get in the room, right? Get in the right room. I, I like that a lot. Um, so as we know, historically, you know, th this time of the year or even a few months ago has always been a little bit slower. You know what I mean? Right around the holidays. It's not purchase season. No one's really buying as much. I personally have seen a little uptick here and I'm sure you're kind of seeing the same thing. So what are you doing now to you know, amp up for the, the, the hopefully upcoming sales season and hopefully, you know, kind of the market correcting themselves where we can get going again, like at a high level, what are you doing to prepare yourself? Totally. That's, that's a great question. Well, I think what we're seeing now is a lot of our clients actually have the opportunity to get into contract. I mean, the last couple of years have been so crazy and it really favored, you know, the, the, cash buyer or, you know, the 20% the down conventional buyer. And I think what we are personally seeing is a lot of our clients who are, you know, maybe FHA, VA, uh, who weren't able to really successfully purchase a home in the last 12 to 24 months, they're actually having opportunity now because as the, as the market has, you know, changed, they're, they're still in it. We've educated all of them. We're talking about the long-term strategy of, you know, the, of being a homeowner and how, generationally, it's so important to buy a home as soon as you possibly can. And they're actually finally able to, you know, buy a house because it was listed for 400 and it sold for 400. It didn't just list for 400 and all of a sudden sold to a cash buyer for, you know, 475. That's just so heartbreaking to see them lose over and over and over again. They're finally actually able to get into contract and win some of those, which is exciting. So we've actually seen you know, a, a, an uptick in business from that perspective of people that may have been just exhausted from, you know, being beat out so many times over the last year. Uh, we're going, listen, get get back in the game. It's time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're, we're seeing, obviously, rates improve 
quite dramatically today with everything that's been going on, you know, in the banking and financial world, of course, over the last, you know, couple of weeks. But, you know, there's just there's opportunity everywhere. So how are we preparing? Uh, you know, we thankfully and strategically are, you know, hiring our operations team is strong. They're busy, they're working hard. And we've seen so many companies, you know, unfortunately shrink and, and lay off a ton of people. At U Mortgage, we are taking, you know, the aggressive stance to hire and grow. So we're able to get, you know, a lot of really amazing sharp talent right now because, uh, you know, other companies have, have been struggling and have unfortunately had to let go of some really uh, talented people. So we're seeing this as a huge opportunity and um, we're bracing ourselves for, you know, a record year. Absolutely. Yeah, no, opportunity is out there. You just have to figure it out, you know, and, and it's it's just, it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like anything in life. It, it, it wasn't the same and that's okay, but there's opportunity out there, whether it's with getting new people who may have been let go from that retail side or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they're, they're willing to probably work for a little less. They might mm -hmm. be doing that. There's opportunity out there. Any, any way you look at it, I think it's our job to find it. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And I think there's also a lot of opportunity to really brush up on, you know, programs and products that you might not have, you know, utilized in the past. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely seeing, you know, more one-time closed construction, reverse mortgages. I mean, some of these products that, you know, if you were just a straight, hey, if it's not a 20% down conventional deal, I'm not touching it. I think deals are a little bit more challenging right now, but it's giving us as a team an opportunity to get more aggressive with looking outside of just kind of some of the really conventional boxes to do different deals and really learn how to be really strategic with those opportunities. So I think if people are willing to learn a few new skills and do, uh, you know, some different kinds of deals, I think there are a lot of opportunities out there. They might not be, you know, as easy or straightforward and they might take a little bit more time to, you know, figure out and really learn. But yeah, I'd encourage people to, to take a look at some of those opportunities because I think it's, it's huge for, for right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you start talking about opportunities, we still have business to go get, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of that, that we, we base our stuff off of is relationships and who do we have these relationships with? Um, I've said this a million times. I say it probably five times a week, you know, are they partners? Are they, you know, and it can be a realtor, are they a realtor or a realtor partner with you? Is it a title company or a title title partner with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, when it changes the whole meaning of everything and, and what you're going to base your business off of, but I want to talk to you about some of these partnerships that you have or relationships with agents and stuff like that and other referral sources that you have. Sure. What, what are some things that you do or how do you come off not salesy? Like, give me the rundown on, okay, I'm going after a real estate agent, let's just say. What are some things you do? How do you act around them? What's your philosophy on everything? Yeah, absolutely. So one of our core values at U-Mortgage is our relationships over transactions. And we're really, really focused on the relationship of not just our, you know, our coworkers, our colleagues, our, our, our teammates, but also our affiliates. And those are our realtor partners or, you know, our attorney partners or those that, you know, really are the foundation of our business and why we get to get up and, you know, take care of uh, so many great customers every day. So building that relationship definitely takes time, but we have actually been spending a lot of time uh, with my team really learning how to cultivate relationships in a way that's not, you know, manipulative or condescending mm -hmm. or salesy, as you put it. That's that's so perfect uh, because I think oftentimes, you know, people go out with this 
you know, attitude of like handout, like, oh, I've got these great programs and my turn times are awesome and my pricing is the best on planet earth. And, you know, give me, give me a client, give me a deal. And that just, that does not work long-term. Humans are relationship driven creatures and we need to be able to quickly build rapport in this world and be different and go into every relationship with an idea of serving and providing value to earn a relationship in the future. So we've actually done uh, a lot with, with my team on really making those connections. Like I said, not to be, you know, like manipulative, but to really build that comfort level and, you know, build the relationship uh, organically and over time. So, uh, I mean, we can, we can talk about some of the techniques that, that we please. Okay, cool. please, please get dive in because I, I'm just, Cookie cutters, I, I think people, before you get into it, I think people need the cookie cutter stuff, the basics, because they've only worked for, you know, years upon years. But then I also like the outside the box stuff a little bit, or like, oh, I never thought of that. So you go ahead, hit me. Right on. So, I mean, we're, we're so fortunate in this day and age that we've got social media that we can really get uh, to know somebody that we are, you know, maybe hoping to work with and go, hey, we've, we are like-minded in this sense. Like this person, you know, loves to, go out to dinner and, you know, has kids and dogs or, you know, whatever. So social media has given us this kind of like inherent cheat sheet where we can really get to know, um, you know, the people that we're hoping to build relationships with. So really, honestly, the first place that we would start if you're, you know, working to make a new relationship with a realtor partner is just to really find somebody that you could connect with in a life situation. Like this is somebody that you'd want to spend time with outside of, you know, just professionally. So, you know, identifying those individuals, you know, build a relationship on social media and really start connecting with them, you know, from that perspective. And then when you finally have the opportunity to have a phone conversation with them or, you know, meet with them in person, what do you do? Because really you only have about five to 15 seconds of getting somebody's attention to, really have them already be formulating uh, their opinion of who you are, their idea of whether they this would be somebody that they would want to partner with. So you don't have that much time to really start building, uh, building that, you know, they say, you know, that 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 first impression. So one thing that we've, you know, spent a lot of time talking about and studying is uh, this idea of mirroring. So there are a couple different types of, of mirroring. There's, you know, verbal and nonverbal. So, you know, the first the, the first thing that we'll kind of talk about today is, is the idea of mirroring in a, in a verbal sense. So if you get on the phone with it, with a realtor or, or a client for that matter, but anybody that you're trying to build a relationship with and, you know, they answer the phone and, you know, you can sense that there's, you know, big energy and they're, you know, talking loudly or quickly. I mean, you want to hone into that immediately and try to match that level of energy the cadence, the pitch, the volume, mm -hmm. as you know, much as you possibly can. On the flip side, if they're more, you know, quiet and reserved, maybe they're speaking a little bit more slowly. Uh, you want to make sure that you're mirroring that as well. The last thing that you want to do if you get on, you know, the phone with somebody that's a little bit more quiet and reserved is just overwhelm them with energy, speaking quickly. Um, you know, that'll just derail a conversation really, really quickly. So verbal mirroring and just matching that person's, you know, tone, cadence, tenor, um, level of energy, that will really just start to build rapport and build trust, which is your goal in um, every interaction, I would think. Uh, so that's the verbal, the verbal mirroring. 
Uh, Nonverbal, of course, that's why in-person communication is so important. Um, really over about like 80 to 90% of, you know, these, of, of, you know, getting to know someone is the nonverbal communication. Like we're, we can see each other right now. So we're able to, you know, we're, we're able to connect in that way, um, you know, verbally, but then also the nonverbal communication. So nonverbal mirroring is things like body language or hand gestures. So, you know, if you, if you see somebody and they're, you know, kind of more closed off, they may be a little bit nervous. It might be they, you need to build a little bit more trust before you can see them open up and have more, you know, more comfort in actually working with you, speaking with you, connecting with you. So really paying attention to um, verbal and nonverbal communication and utilizing mirroring to make people feel comfortable and get that opportunity to start building the relationship is really, really powerful and, and really important. So, so many good points right there. It, it, it is it is so true and it, and it takes people's guards down. It allows them to open up to you. Uh, a couple of things I wanna add on to it is like, yes, we have social media, right? And we, we fail to use it in so many different ways. If you're going after a realtor, don't just Facebook them or whatever, like go through their history and see what they're about and see if it's even a match. And yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. I have these AEs contact me all the time and I love it when the Quicken people contact me. It's the funniest <laughs> totally. thing in the world because I'm like, did you do any research? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not just a number and that's how I truly feel. I'm not just a number. Do some research on me because one, you wouldn't have called me. <laughs> yeah. But, but two, you know what I mean? So that, and then uh, then along with it is, I want to add something you said, you know, their 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 interaction with you and their their cues. But you said when they're in a room, I want you to do me a favor here. How do you get these people in a room? You know, honestly, I've I've been really successful in just um, asking questions about things that they're passionate about because I've kind of learned through social media. And, you know, if there's something that I can do to help someone, maybe they've got a charitable organization that they're passionate about. Maybe they've got, you know, you can see a challenge that they've experienced mm -hmm. um, and, and really just asking questions about their business and, you know, what they, it's interesting. Realtors love to, you know, talk about the, their, their lives and, you know, share they're, they're, uh, they're an incredibly open, typically an outgoing uh, group of individuals. So really honestly, just showing interest in them, their business and what I can do um, as, you know, a 23 year veteran of this industry to coach, support, help, um, or add value in any way. And I always go in and say, you know, obviously you've, you know, had a successful career, you've got, you know, lenders and mortgage brokers that you've worked with for years that you've got a great relationship with. And my, you know, intention is not to upset that at all. Um, but I would really love to, you know, meet you and get to know you and your business and see if there's any way that, you know, we can support each other or learn and grow from, from each other, you know, and it's, it's, it's always, I, I never want to, you know, go into that meeting uh, with any expectations of taking. It's more just going into, you know, to give and serve. And if there's an mm -hmm. opportunity and, you know, and, you know, to build a relationship and to gain some camaraderie, then, you know, great. Maybe, maybe some point that'll transition into uh, a, a professional partnership. And maybe it's just another awesome human that I get to connect with that's got, you know, a similar love of the real estate industry. So it's a win-win either way. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. We're, we're, we're running short on time here. So I have one question for you, then we'll, we'll let you go. Um, with that being said, you are extremely successful. All right. And you know, oh, thanks. It, it, it's no, it's my pleasure that you're on here. Trust me. My pleasure. 
Is that right? No, whatever. But uh, I'm just so glad you're here. But with that being said, I love finding out. I, I think everyone should be their own person, right? But I also think they need to learn from the best. And I think they also need to ask questions and do certain things. So I have one question for you. Do you do anything daily that makes you successful? Like what is your successful habit? It might not even be daily, but what is your successful habit that you have that I go, mm, I, I wanna, I, I probably need to incorporate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 gonna sound maybe a little bit simple, but anytime, you know, any negative, uh, you know, self-talk, I think, I think we're our own greatest advocate, but our own uh, biggest mm. challenge as well. So, I mean, it's like right between your ears where you have to spend, you know, the most focus and make sure that you are, um, you know, that you're, that you're, that you're strong, that you're, that you're good. Um, anytime I am having any sort of doubt, I've had this mantra and I've had it for years. I say, I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And I mean, I really do say that to myself multiple times a day. And it probably sounds a little, little strange. Um, but I, I just don't have any doubt. I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that's what I, what I constantly reinforce, um, mentally for, for myself, just, you know, everybody goes through challenges and has, you know, tough times and fears and concerns, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and dang it, I say it to myself multiple times a day. So, so get, get, get a mantra, get something that you can tell yourself to remind yourself who you are and, and don't doubt it for one second. That's mine. <laughs> I love it. The, the, the six inches between your ears is arguably some of our, uh, some of our, our, our greatest enemies, you know what I mean? And, yep. and it's easy to go, you know, and I've learned that a long time ago in our industry, it's really easy to go negative on this, but it's, there's no need to, you know, we're, we're blessed with what we do. Um, sometimes we get a bad name, but for the most part we are, and I, I've said this a million times, we change people's lives sometimes totally. with, with the home that we get them. And we need to be more cognizant of that and be more positive and be more ambitious about that. Absolutely. Yeah, and have, yes. and have faith in yourself. We've got this, we do. I agree. God, you're a breath of fresh air today. So it's a good way, <laughs> we're, we're, filming, we're filming this and taping this on a Monday and it's, it's a great, great way to start the Monday. So Karin, I just wanna say thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, I know that it's time out of your day, you're busy, but I'm telling you what we're able to do for this association and for the community and spread, you know, the, the collaboration that you're sharing right now is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Hey, Marky, thank you so much. I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody at AIM. You guys are just so supportive of the mortgage brokerage community and um, we're really, really lucky to have such an awesome group. So hats off to all you guys and, and thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're the best. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Uh, do me a favor, please rate it, subscribe to it, leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Karn, as I always love to say, you're one of them. So thanks for joining us today and everyone have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.